Hello, comrades! Welcome to a place to spread my unwanted analyses, where I, your host, Francine Twazon, talk about the things that constantly plague me and my chaotic 17-year-old mind. Whether it's a book that just won't leave my head, video games I've spent hours on, or movies that drive me insane. And sometimes, my friends will crash the podcast and go crazy with me. Fun things! Chapter 1 Fire Emblem Three Houses and how Edelgard isn't the antagonist she's supposed to be. This is our first ever episode and for today, we have a very special guest, my dear friend Gab. Gab, if you could please introduce yourself. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Gab and I'm a 16-year-old guy with very odd taste. (laughs) And I also like video games, movies, and arguing with friend here. Well, that's kind of (laughs) everything. Lol. Alright, introductions are over and it's time to get down to business. The game I'd like to talk about is very near and dear to actually both our hearts, Gab. I'd let you guess, but I feel like you'd get it wrong. The game we'll be talking about is Fire Emblem Three Houses, and what I wanted to directly touch on was Edelgard's character. Listeners, this is your official spoiler warning if you intend to play FE3H and don't want to get spoiled. Uh, Edelgard, okay, as we begin, I personally want to say I don't like or hate Edelgard. I am personally a big Dimitri simp, <laughs> so yes, but I'll try not to be biased. Try. Before all things, I want to make myself clear, especially for Gab. I'm by no means defending Edelgard's actions in any game route. We all see how she retaliates and acts so bullheaded towards things, and yet I still her- admire her so much. And I know people will disagree with that and what I have to say about Edelgard, but that's okay. Everyone is entitled to their own opinions. I mean, I think I would disagree a lot later on. Slide. I do believe that Edelgard has been through very bad things, and traumatizing things, of course, as a child. And for all those who have played the game before, we saw how fierce and hot Edelgard showed her anger to divinity itself. But at the same time, I just hate her for some reason. I'll probably expand expand on that later. Alright, um, I think the best way to start this conversation about Edelgard is to understand how every story for each Fire Emblem route, um, like everything that happens to the main character, who goes by Byleth canonically, and the people around them is purely happening by chance. If we step into the Azure Moon route, we save Dimitri from his own unbecoming, but in every other storyline, he dies as either a hero or a beast who couldn't control himself, grieving for the people he was never able to avenge. It's the same for Edelgard. You can't see how truly amazing she is as a person until you fight alongside her to the very end. And it's so baffling to me how Edelgard's route is painted as the route you shouldn't follow, as opposed to the much more Church of Seros-aligned route, Silver Snow. The game directly shows you that Edelgard's route is the one where we fight as the enemy of the other characters we know and love, and to be honest, I'd be lying to myself if I said it wasn't just exactly that. Byleth choosing to follow Edelgard despite having to abandon nearly everything we, as the main character, have learned up to that point. But I think it's unfair to Edelgard and her character if we just disregard how marvelous she truly is as a character simply because she's painted as the enemy. Even then, no one can deny that Edelgard plays as an excellent enemy and her fighting us was one of the main reasons I was so intrigued by her character. Like, who is this woman and what made her this way? Well, I do agree. We, we've all watched Edelgard be the villain of someone else's stories. Specifically, is the Blue Lions. The Blue Lions route where she was killed. 
Violet actually killed her with a dismayed face, saddened that, saddened that they knew that the death of Edelgard must happen. Actually, I realized in all the routes on Fire Emblem Treehouses, Edelgard was the only leader we could possibly kill. With that said, Dimitri dies in all, all other routes except his. I just want to point out how amazing the Azure Moon Path is. So let's talk about Dimitri for a while. Dimitri is the crown prince of the Holy Kingdom of Fargus. He was also put through tragedies, where he lost his own mother and father, basically his whole family. He also lost friends that became his family, and let's not even talk about Edelgard's betrayal. She even tried to kill us, the main character. I think he deserved the right to be crazy and for someone to help him or guide him at least. Edelgard was not the villain for sure, but she caused a lot of pain and agony. But with that, I think Dimitri also caused just as much pain and agony to his friends in the Blue Lions route. Because when we see Dimitri again after five years, he's this, um, he's this, like, crazy person who basically can't control himself anymore and his friends have been looking for him for five years and when they find him he shuts them out obviously for very good reasons like he doesn't know what to feel anymore and he's vulnerable but with everything Dimitri went through other people also went through pain and maybe it's not as big as the pain Edelgard brought him or Edelgard brought other people but I don't want to dismiss Edelgard's character because Edelgard brought the most pain because Dimitri did too. I think that's just one thing I want to say. And okay, Edelgard wasn't given a happy life growing up like you said. Yes, she was a princess but she faced many terrors as a kid. Having to flee the Adrestrian Empire because her father was a victim of a coup only to come back home and be experimented on by those who slither in the dark with her siblings where she was the only survivor. All that pain, all for the crest of flames, had changed young Edelgard for the worst. She could no longer respect people who revered crests as something to be fawned over, nor could she find it in herself to be respectful of how Fodland had been run by the Church of Seros. I think this is a pivoting point for Edelgard as a character. Her experiences formed her beliefs, which later led to her actions. Okay, okay. I understand her belief that there should be no divinity. If divinity itself or crest bearers themselves caused the main problem, but do you think it was morally or ethically right to just even plan to kill those who disagree with her? She intended to conquer the all of Fonland. For seemingly no reason, she wanted to break the peace of the three kingdoms, destroy the whole royalty crestbearer system. She was correct that the system had to change, but to kill thousands of indiv- individuals? To what? To unite Fallland? I think there's a point where you're forgetting, Gab, that to make a change, you have to do something worthy of change. And she didn't just kill people who disagreed with her. She did kill people, but she killed people for the betterment of the world, which what she what which was what she thought was the betterment of the world, you know? Like of course we can't uh like 100% agree with what she did. Like I said a while ago, but Edelgard fought for what she believed in, and she was the only one who fought for what she believed in. When we go through Dimitri's route, Asia Moon, we see that he just keeps Fodlan as it is, kind of. He doesn't really change anything. Even though he understands what Edelgard is feeling already, like, to some point. And he just unites Fodland and makes it a bigger Fargus, which is so... 
And Claude abandons Fodlan to live in Almira because he's a prince there too. It's only Edelgard who does something about the system, about the three of them. Uh, from the three of them, I mean. And uh, she wasn't just fighting people who had crests. She was fighting people who were, um, who were aligned with the belief that divinity should stand above everything else. We already see so many victims of, uh, issues with crests. Uh, be- they're like victims of issues with crests because of crests. Like Sylvain being mistreated by people. Lysithia being tortured on. Uh, like Edelgard. And it's just, she just wanted that part of Fodlan to be gone. And she knew that if she didn't destroy the whole system with her own hands, it was never gonna completely disappear. But even with all Edelgard's been through, I have to say, we can still see that Edelgard is still the kind soul she was as a child. She leads people with passion, she cares for the experiences of others and cares about their well-being, and still has things she feels vulnerable about. Such as being open and talking about things that interest her or how she vows to meet with her classmates and Byleth in five years on the Millennium Festival of Ga- Festival of Garagmak Monastery. Which, okay, I know it happens in the other routes too, but with Dimitri and Claude, it feels like a much more natural decision for them to make. Dimitri because he's eager to please people and cares about those he loves more than anything. And Claude because he's the social butterfly out of the three house leaders. With Edelgard, it feels much more like a decision made out of caution, but a firm decision made out of genuine care and appreciation for your class. Especially since we know that she has ulterior ambitions that are later on revealed in the game. Despite all she's been through, she's still the young girl that doesn't know how to ask for help. So she assumes that she'll have to do things by herself because she's been betrayed her whole life. She's still the Edelgard who loves with her whole heart on her sleeve. Only now, the sleeve is covered by plates of armor that slowly come undone as the story progresses. But like I said, no matter how much she cares, we can't just ignore her actions as the Flame Emperor and later on as the Empress of Adrestia, where she quickly equips the all-means-lead-to-an-end mindset. That mindset is what makes people think that she has a disregard for things she cares about, especially when she raids the Holy Tomb. In the Black Eagles route, she tells her classmates to stand down or they will be killed. This moment, dear friends, is what we is when we truly meet Edelgard Unhinged. The one who follows her ambitions before she follows her heart. It's and it's so good plot-wise when we think about how she was built as a character by the creators of the game. I think everyone can say they admire Edelgard as a villain because she does it so well. But when you play through the Black Eagles route route assuming you follow the correct steps you're given a choice do you continue fighting with edelgard this girl you've grown to love as you've gotten to know her or do you fight against her and that's the crucial point in edelgard's story when you show her compassion she's shocked because she doesn't expect anyone to genuinely side with her and she had assumed that she would be alone on her path to the world she'd envisioned the one single choice of you siding with her changes the whole story and this is where we see the Edelgard we've been with in the months we've been working at Garag Mok. As someone who played through the Golden Deer slash Verdant Wind and Blue Lions slash Azure Moon route first, I was curious as to how Edelgard would be redeemed. And the second where she gets shocked by the fact that 
after her actions have been revealed, we still choose her, is when I realized Edelgard was never faking any of her kindness towards us or anyone else she cared about. Edelgard was willing to give up on the things she loved and care about, cared about, but it doesn't mean she wanted to. She was willing to fight for what she believed in, but she didn't want to do it alone, even though she was ready to fight the world by herself. She's ambitious, but she's still but she's still just another person in the world of Fodlan who grew up with too little love. And that's when I knew Edelgard would become my favorite character. Okay, okay. I get how people can love Edelgard. Like you. Um, despite her actions, some fetch players love her Jew. Love her because of her belief and identity and how grounded she is. So as the game made us pick if I'd stand with Edelgard or stand with the Church of Seros, and as I play my as I played it with in my second run of the game, of course I realized Edelgard's intention to abolish the Church of Seros was correct. But knowing her plans on how she was gonna do it, to also demolish the peace that Foland is stand, standing upon, it's a huge turn off on me, of course. <laughs> okay, not to get political here, Gab, but when peace is so brittle that you can barely hold it together, which is what Edelgard realized. The peace in Fodland was never strong enough to hold itself. But with, uh, she realized that and she knew she had to do something because once that peace shatters in Fodland, everything was going to crash and she knew she had to do something about it. That's why, even though her actions weren't good, I want to say that she was the only one who did something about it. Like, like I said a while ago, even Dimitri and Claude, they never did anything about the shattering piece of Fodlan. They were just passive about it. They said, okay, we saved the world and now we're gonna do our own things. Edelgard wanted to see change and she knew that peace was gonna shatter, so she did something before it broke. Yes, she did break the peace, but she also changed Fodlan for the better. And um, that's why I think uh, that she didn't just demolish the peace. She was the one who made a change before the peace, peace could be shattered. Okay, she made the change, but she demolished the... I get your point, pero... But she killed thousands of people. You can't dis... You can't disregard that. Killing thousands of people is still there. You're right. No one can disregard that. That's why I said I can't defend her actions so easily. But in war... People will always die. Even in Dimitri's and Cloud's, Cloud's? In Claude's route, we still kill people. We still end up having Edelgard dead. And we still fight for what we believe in in their routes. It's just that with Edelgard, she was the one who started it. And that's why people didn't like what she was doing. Well, yeah. That's, you're saying my point. She started the fight. That's why we're killing. If she didn't start any fight, and didn't make a change, there could have been a better change. If she didn't start any fight... Really? Do you really think that when Dimitri was another person who was willing to stand aside to let people be happy, and Claude was someone who would prefer his own admissions over others? Dimitri and Claude were too scared. Like, they they weren't ready to make the change Edelgard was ready to make. And that's what makes Edelgard such a different step up from Dimitri and Claude, in my opinion.
I don't really want to touch on the war phase of the game because in Crimson Flower, everything I've mentioned in my previous statements is still evident, but not much changes after we give Edelgard our support and prove our loyalty. I think that says a lot about Edelgard as a character as well. The fact that we choose her despite the many reasons we shouldn't, and I know you agree with that, we shouldn't choose her, Gab. Even though everyone knows the church route sucks anyways, and it's not interesting plot-wise at all, that fact is so surprising to Edelgard, but she obviously appreciates it. All her actions from that point on basically send the same message. Fight for me, and I'll stand by you. Earn my trust, and you have my loyalty. And it just shows how Edelgard uh, is as a person. She never doubts your loyalty to her during the whole Crimson Flower arc, and by the end of it, you are victorious with her. Like, unlike with Dimitri, who has major trust issues because of what happened to him, you have to build his trust. You have to build your like relationship with him again in the Azure Moon route. And Claude just never trusted anyone other than himself until we have that conversation with him, where he says that he finally trusts us. Like we've we've known him for basically five six years, and he only trusts us as the war is about to end. Like it's so crazy to me. But Edelgard trusted us the moment we let our we gave our heart to her, and that's why I think. I appreciate her because her loyalty is so... Uh, it's something I fawn over, you know? <laughs> well, I just want to say, Edelgard trusts us because she has no one else to trust. Her support system is gone, so we're, we're her only support system. But, well, um, besides that, well, I definitely agree that the Church of Cyrus route sucks. <laughs> and the church itself, but I don't think loyalty is everything. Maybe I'm not loyal, loyal enough to believe that her way was the only way to bring peace. Edelgard once said in a conversation with Violet, people believe crests are blessings from the goddess and they are necessary to maintain order in Folen. But the people are wrong. Crests are to blame for, for this brutal, irrational world we live in. But that's what she said, but but that's true. What she said was true. But are we loyal enough to humanity to usher this path? Okay, I really agree with you on that. Because Byleth, when Byleth chooses to side with Edelgard, Byleth is choosing to fight humanity for what Edelgard believes in. And that's another interesting thing. Because in games like this, you usually don't get characters who will betray the better men of the world. Like... Uh, in Dimitri's route and Cloud's uh, Cloud's route, we 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 don't side with Edelgard because yes, they were our students. But in those routes, we don't believe in what she does. But Byleth, for that one second, was selfish enough to believe in what Edelgard believed in, and I think that's beautiful because we never get stuff like that. But Byleth loved Edelgard enough to rid the whole world, and I think that's really cool because. You know, I, I really like their relationship too. It's an endgame thing, you know? Yeah, it <laughs> I, is. I like how cool. the story ends for them. And I think it's just a, it's, a, it's such a different thing. But when we're talking about, uh, when, when we're talking about that on like an ethical level, yeah, it's not enough to betray, to betray humanity. <laughs> I think you <laughs> knew I would say this too. It's really not enough to betray humanity. But in the story, it's enough for Byleth, and isn't that really all that matters? It's what Byleth wanted, and it's what Edelgard needed, and the ending was great too. It's just, it's just what I think. 
Um, I think with everything I've said, I just want to conclude all my thoughts with this. Yes, Edelgard is a villain in the story. And yes, the game isn't built in a way where we're supposed to sympathize with her actions. But with what she's been through, with all the things we've experienced with her, is she not just another person in Fodlan who just needed to be shown love instead of cruelty, hatred, and, and ignorance? Is she not just another victim of the system of the world who actually had the guts to do something and change it for what she believed was better. She's more than the antagonist she was shown to be by both the writers and the people we, who we meet who oppose her in the game, such as the Church of Seros, who I must say are a bunch of scummy people, and characters like Dimitri, who don't understand her motives, and or those who slither in the dark, who took advantage of a young girl who only uh, wanted to dance and play. She's Edelgard von Hesvelg, and she's a prime example of how, with a little love and care, anyone can bloom. But that's just what I think. Well, I still have to disagree. Dimitri did fail to understand her, but she ag he agrees with her intention. But let's not forget that there could have been a better ending to their stories. She was the antagonist, and she is more more than that. Like you said, you said. But was it right to blame all her actions due to her past? I personally find the Black Eagle route to be fun as I play the antagonist in the route. But I'm not quite sure if it was worth it. Like like what Fran said, that's my opinion and we're all entitled entitled to have different opinions. Okay. Well, that is true. I think we can both agree that if Edelgard and Dimitri just talked before the war started, all of this could have been avoided. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they're kind of both to blame because Dimitri is too stubborn and Edelgard's too stubborn. That's what they uh, that's what they got for growing up what with each other. What happened to Claude? <laughs> Claude was just random. Like I don't understand what Claude brought to the story. He was just I the prince like from another Asian. <laughs> he feels like a side character. Like like when you play his route, it's really fun and it's really different from the other routes. But with Claude, uh, but with Dimitri, I mean, and Edelgard, it feels so personal. You know. When you compare it, it was so boring. Yung with <laughs> ano Claude. Yeah, you're right. It was kind of boring. It was the fun, but compared to the others, I wouldn't replay yeah. it. All right. That's where I want to end today's episode. And I will gladly say Edelgard is my favorite character as yours is Dimitri. And she is my favorite house leader in the game as well. I think the favoritism definitely showed in this episode, but I don't think it took away from what I was trying to say either. If you're still here by the end of this episode, thank you. I have no idea what, when the next episode will happen, but I do hope you enjoyed this one. Till next time, comrades! Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. Bye, comrade. Bye!